Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Late Night Sprites podcast. That's right. This week, you get two episodes. Tonight is going to be a review of a game I've been playing on PS4, The Adventures of Pip. So, first off, welcome to Late Night Sprites, a podcast that is tied to a blog of the same name where I cover gaming topics, both retro and modern, indie and triple A, all of the above. Sometimes I even talk about gaming merchandise, like that one time I reviewed the Mario Kart box. But let's go. Let's talk about the game that I'm going to cover tonight, which is The Adventures of Pip. An indie game made by TikTok Studios that follows Pip. He's just a villager who lives in, like, a mystical kingdom... And the evil queen, um, basically, like, in this game, they break the fourth wall and acknowledge that graphics are a thing. And people with more pixels are considered the best. And there are people who are very pixelated, who are kind of, like, blocky, who are considered, like, the lower class. Well, meet Pip. A villager who dreams of being an adventurer when the evil queen Derezia attacks. She uses her power to not only spread the townspeople around to change their pixelation, but also to reduce our hero to a single pixel. You travel the kingdom trying to save the day, battling bosses and dealing with a cast of Though it may not be the biggest, some fun characters. As you play as Pip, you soon learn multiple power sets. You can swap very early on in the game. You can swap between three pixelated forms. The single pixel that can bounce on enemies and float and fit into small spaces. The mid-pixelated form, which can punch and kick, grab and wall jump... like grab ledges and hang on them but and also slide down walls and then the high res form which has a sword can push heavy objects but is the slowest and cannot jump as high swapping between all three forms is crucial to saving the three villagers that are scattered throughout the stage getting through the game defeating the bosses and saving the princess Now, I bought this game on sale. It really stood out to me. And I had heard word about it once or twice, and I decided to give it a check. Just a little check it out. So, what do I think? What I think so far is that Adventures of Pip is a pretty fun game. It is definitely worth it for fans of retro games on sale. Now, I 100% agree that this game is on, worth it on sale because it is about as fun as it is and unfortunately suffers from something that the indie game scene has been slightly plagued with lately. And that is anyone and everyone can make a game with old school style graphics. Whether they do it to harken to nostalgia or they do that because 
pixels are easier and age better than 3D models is neither here or there. So many games lately have been taking on this model. I've reviewed quite a few. So, harkening back to nostalgia is not going to sell me on this game. So let's check out the gameplay and the presentation and the music and see how this game stacks up. In terms of presentation, the backgrounds and the stages look fantastic. The enemies are great, they flow pretty well. Even though there aren't a lot of enemies, the environments are distinct. You get a good amount of time in each environment, and you really get the hang of it before going on to the next one. Some of the environments feel like recolors of others, but they make sure to throw in a few traps and such to make them distinct to every area. Every area has very great backgrounds and very great presentation, and even if the enemies carry over from area to area, the way they are used is slightly different. For example, there is a ruins area that has these like block enemies that, if you are the high res pip, not only can you make them go stationary, but then you can push them to activate switches or ride over spikes with them. But he's too heavy to ride on these, and so is the normal pip, so you have to switch directly to the pixel. And that's where this game shines. This game shines in the gameplay department. But we'll get to that in a minute. In terms of music, the music was a mixed bag. Some tracks were pretty enjoyable, while some were forgettable, and unfortunately there was one or two, atmospheric or not, that just didn't fit the scene. Some of them just, even if they were going for an atmospheric vibe for the area that they were in, just bored me or annoyed me to the point of me turning down the volume. The music has its highs and lows, and the but the presentation is fantastic. Now, let's talk about the way the game plays. The game controls very well, and the it's kind of like a puzzle platformer, honestly. You will need to utilize all three forms pretty well. You will need to uh, utilize the main pixel to float around and use its light weight to navigate to either get to high places or go through small spaces. You will need to master the second one with its wall, the pixel form, not the single pixel, but the other pixel form. You will need to master its use of wall jumping as well as combat, and you will need the final form, the high res form to destroy certain blocks and push heavy objects. All three are necessary and all three are utilized in very interesting ways to collect the villagers um, in every stage. Because throughout the stages there are pretty well hidden, sometimes more obvious than others, villagers that you can save to get a perfect ranking. The fun thing is that even if you die you will not lose the villager that you saved. They will, you know, put you back where you went, and you will still have the villager, and they will still give you a perfect rating for saving all three villagers. Now, the way this game plays is that you navigate stage to stage, trying to rescue the villagers, and you try to get to the end of the stage to advance the story. This game is pretty up and down in terms of difficulty. Some stages I found taking me 
pretty long, while other ones I beat in my first go. Um, this game gives you checkpoints, so if you lose all of your health, or if you fall down a pit, you will go back to the checkpoint. Thankfully, this is a retro game that does not aim for that retro difficulty. Instead, they decide to go with the limitless life route so that you can enjoy the game as a whole and set you back to the checkpoint unless you exit the game, then you have to start the stage over. It has a good classic feel with a few modern quality of life improvements. In terms of the checkpoints, I thought they were great, but some of these stages really drag on and needed an extra checkpoint or two. I would find myself dying on, for example, say that there's a checkpoint and they have four screens in between two checkpoints. I would find myself getting slightly frustrated because I would die on the fourth screen or the third screen before I hit the checkpoint. And then I would have to do screens one through four again, hopefully to get to the next one. Albeit the game is forgiving, that definitely needed a couple more checkpoint placements. Not an overabundance, but just a few extras, because some of these stages are quite long. The game is a pretty decent amount of length, clocking in about four to five hours if you just want to blaze through it, but I think this game is really good in short bursts. It has that arcade, classic platformer-like feel, with a little bit of fun writing here and there, and a boss fight here and there. Now let's get to the bosses. The bosses are pretty interesting. Uh, they are usually at the end of a stage, and they will put you right at a checkpoint, so you will go in with full health. So they make sure that all of your bases are covered for the bosses. But here is where things get slightly interesting. Um, <laughs> in terms of bosses, uh, they're, they, they range. Some of them, once you get their patterns down, they are incredibly easy. Every time I would lose to a boss, it would be two or three times. I would find out how to hit it. I would learn an obstacle strategy, and then soon the boss was defeated. The bosses are fine. The boss music is pretty fun, but they were nothing to write home about. They were pretty standard bosses. So Adventure of Pip really stands out mostly in the presentation and gameplay department. And even then, the presentation has a few points knocked down for the mixed bag that is the music. But in terms of the gameplay, it is pretty fun, so I wholeheartedly recommend this for somebody who enjoys pixelated platformers with a fun twist on sale. I got this game, I believe, for about 2 or $3, and this game goes on sale quite often. I got it on PlayStation 4, and I really enjoyed it. Um, for those of you who are looking for a really fun game that harkens back to retro platforming and like that classic feel this is a good one there is no platinum trophy though so for those of you who like to rack up trophies there is no platinum to add to your collection at least not for this one overall adventures of pip left me pretty happy with the journey that i went through it albeit it was a pretty sizable adventure that didn't overstay its welcome, but there were some stages that felt like they were dragged. The game overall was pretty good. 
I would say probably a three and a half to a three point eight out of five. Above average, but there are a few things that held it back, namely some levels needing more checkpoints as well as um, some of the music and presentation holding it back. With this current wave of modern indie games really hearkening back to the past, it really is great, but each pixelated indie game, truly it boils down to the gameplay. Because even with great presentation and great music, unfortunately, pixelated indie games are a dime a dozen now. They can almost get lost in a sea of other indie games, which is sad for the developers that work very hard to bring these games for us to enjoy. So, I do recommend Adventures of Pip. The gameplay twist is great. I do recommend it. You, if you want to marathon this game, go ahead. It's not the longest. You could probably even beat it in a weekend. But if you are like me, and sometimes the environments all looking the same or drab music wear on you, then I definitely recommend playing this game in bursts. And if you can get this game on sale, I wholeheartedly recommend it. Thank you very much for listening to this review. This is the first time I've ever reviewed something in podcast form, but I would definitely like to try again. There are certain games like Chroma Squad and Bug Fables that I've been playing that I don't know if I want to regulate to a blog post, namely because they take me so long. So when I finally get to them, I might just want to talk about them. (laughs) Whereas there are some games that are shorter that are very easy to cover for the blog such as, which is going live around the point of this podcast finishing, my review of SteamWorld Dig, a game that I really, pardon the pun, dig. It is pretty fun, but I'll save that review for the blog. Thank you everyone for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic night. And if you enjoyed the game, If you pick up the game, I mean, I hope you enjoy it. If you enjoyed the game, let me know. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next episode of the Late Night Sprites podcast. Till then, see you then.